Welcome to the Business of Being a Goddess. This sub-series of Goddess Fix Your Crown is designed for the goddess who is called to be the CEO of her life. Join me, Espi Munoz Quintero, a spiritual life coach, and my co-host, CEO Fatima Jalmain Rodriguez, as we discuss effective business strategies that can be applied to our everyday life. Goddess, aren't you tired of big organizations having all the success? It's time for us to join the League of Women who are taking responsibility for their own happiness by directing, delegating, driving, managing, and clearly communicating to the world exactly what it is they want and deserve. Fatima, the last time you and I spoke, we talked about values, mission, and vision. And basically values is the foundation. It's like the compass that we funnel everything through. And the mission and the vision is where we're going and the impact that we're trying to make. And so I'm curious, friend, after we do that, what happens? After we define like our values and our mission, like where do we go from there? Yeah, those are really big concepts. And I think that it can feel overwhelming. And maybe after you you figure that out, then you're like, okay, so now what do I do? Where do I go? And it's always about breaking it down into smaller, tangible ideas, goals, steps, right? So that then it doesn't feel so big, doesn't feel like, you know, you're you're trying to climb a mountain all at once. Mm-hmm. It really takes one step at a time in order to to climb that mountain. So it's really from that point, then it's breaking it down. Yeah. And it's interesting. If we try to climb a mountain in one swoop, like mm-hmm. let's just say I try to get to the top quickly and feverishly, if I slip, the fall is going to be a lot bigger too, right? Versus if I'm doing it one step at a time, like if I cut, if I fall a couple of steps, then it's not so bad trying right. to keep moving forward, right? And I think that that's why it's so important to think about these things in smaller bite sizes. What was that quote that you told me once? Like, how do you eat an elephant? Oh, yeah. How do you eat an elephant, which is one bite at a time? Yeah. (laughs) Why would I want to eat an elephant? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's in the room. Yeah, don't do it. Don't Don't do do it. it. But yeah, so when it comes to, for instance, in your organization and you have your mission and you have your vision established for Ronald McDonald House Charities, then how do you break that down? down into tangible, attainable goals and steps to get you there, friend? So we do have a strategic plan, and I believe I talked about that in a previous podcast about a strategic plan, and and that really is something that, you know, is based in your mission, but really you look at where are you at as an organization, and ideally you do an assessment and you get feedback from those that you're serving, from your stakeholders. So for us, it would be the families that we serve, our, you know, medical partners, our board members, the staff, like asking everybody, you know, based on where we're at with the organization, where should we go next? Mm -hmm. And from there, you create your strategic plan. For us, we have four specific pillars that we're focused on. And within those four pillars, one of which is meeting community needs, then we add goals within that particular pillar, Mm -hmm. right? And then we move on to the next pillar, which is funding the mission and add goals within that, and then the next pillar, so on and so forth. And from there, our goals as staff members for the year are then tied to the strategic plan and tied to those four pillars. Mm. So it's not just oftentimes organizations can get a bad rap for you have a strategic plan you create and it just sits on a shelf, right? Right. 
But for our organization, the way that we keep it alive is that we tie it directly to the goals of each individual. And it's something that we do every year. Every single staff member creates goals and it's all tied to that strategic plan. So every staff member has personal goals that are aligned with that strategic plan for the organization. It makes me think about the goddesses and myself. Like at the beginning of the year, I make a vision board. And I know we talked about this in a previous episode and you make a vision board every year as well, right? Right. And on my vision board, I usually have categories. Like I have maybe health, my relationship with my husband, my business, and my spirituality. And that's like the pillars that you're speaking of. Like I'll have those on my vision board. But then within those categories, like what are the steps that I'm going to take to manifest that vision? Right. And so I think that when it comes to business, it's very specific. Like you have a vision and you're going to consciously like make that happen. Like there's not another option. Like that's the whole reason the organization exists. Whereas with a vision board, we could approach it two ways. We could look at the vision board and say, these are my goals and I'm going to, you know, work strategically towards getting me there. Or these are the things that I want to manifest this year and I want to keep my eyes on them. And where it kind of loosely, like know that the universe is bringing it towards me, but I'm also walking towards it. I think there, there's a couple of ways of looking at that. And what I'm trying to get at is really that there's not a wrong way, yeah. you know, with the goddesses, with how we choose to move towards our vision, whether we just want to attract it or we want to actively be a part of it. But what I get to tell you, friend, is that for me, I think to myself, I get to pray with my hands and my feet, <laughs> which means like I pray and I send out that energy, but my feet is me taking action. Right. Like I, I get to do my part in trying to manifest my vision. I love that. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. I know you had a vision of me like holding my feet together like yeah. an orangutan. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like praying with your feet. <laughs> And your ass up Oh, I need to start doing that. Does that like make your power your prayers more powerful? Yeah, so well, next time we have dinner, I'm gonna put my feet on the table. We'll say grace before. No, so it basically I know the first time I heard it, that's the vision I had. I was like, yeah. like an orangutan, you know. But it's about you pray with your heart, but then you also take action. And we are human beings. Like, yeah, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but yeah. being in the human experience is taking action. Right. That's how I view it. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things I realized, too, in my first year as CEO, we achieved a lot of goals that we had set forth. And I just actually was received my evaluation from, from the board, and I was really happy. Um, but one of the feedbacks I got was that I took on too much in one year, mm. uh, which is not a surprise. And I honestly don't know how to like put the brakes on. It's really hard. That's one of my challenges, right? I I do take on a lot and it's hard for me to know how to put the brakes on. But, you know, the other thing I realized as we were working through the goals for the year was that we just needed to focus a lot on infrastructure. That as we were working towards goals that, you know, there were a lot of things in terms of the infrastructure of the organization that were not functioning well, that was going to be an impediment to us actually achieving the goal. So for example, you know, we want to make sure that we're producing our financial statements, you know, at least 12 business days after the close of the month. But we can't do that if our finance department has, you know, issues with their systems, you know, Mm. and 
it's it's hard for us to close the books because there's so many processes and people involved in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have 11 different programs, right? And so if one of the programs is not submitting documentation in time, then it impacts the entire program. Mm. So, you know, it's just, I think that's something to be reflective of is that as you're working through your goals and whether you're being really specific and prescriptive about it, or you're, you're wanting to do more of an attracting, um, that you have to be open and understand that there are things that are going to come up for you that will give you pause to say, is this the right goal at the right time? Mm -hmm. Or is there something else that I need to attend to before I can even achieve this goal? Mm -hmm. We have to be really thoughtful about that. And also be mindful of not forcing things, right? Because the universe, I think, will have, there's a reason why certain things are not aligning and not happening. Like, and I've learned that like there t- cuz I'm such an ambitious person like I'll try to force things and make mm-hmm. things happen. Mm-hmm. And when what what I've learned is that when I try to make something happen it'll it'll like bite me in the ass. You're <laughs> relentless, friend. Yeah. You're relentless and it's probably one of your superpowers. I think it is and but like much many of our superpowers there's always shadows to right. it, right? Yeah. And I th- think that that's the difference between a specific goal, which specific goals can be applied into our daily lives. Like it's obviously not just business. Like if you have a specific goal of remodeling your house by spring because you want to host a certain kind of party in your backyard. Okay. That's concrete. Like, you know, um, and you have a lot of control over that, even though there might be disruptors, right? Like maybe you run out of money, like, you, you know, something costs twice as much as you thought it was, but that's something that is measurable, tangible, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say on your vision board, you put something like um, big love, okay? We put yeah. on your vision board, big love. Well, you have control about how you approach that, but there's another force in there, which is another person, and you can't make that happen. Right. You know, like you can't force it. So that's why I think that there's certain things that on our vision that we get to wear as a loose cloak. Like, I want to manifest this universe, but I can't force it to happen. Right. And there's certain things that we get to look at and be like, this is more ideal. Like, I know that I can move towards this vision easily within two months. Yeah. Does, does this make yeah. sense? Yeah. But I think even in in that idea of a, like a broad concept, like big love, because you don't, you can't control, you know, the other person right. who's part of that equation. But as you're moving through that process of dating people or, you know, just getting to know people, you might discover that one of the things that you need to do is a little more healing and self-work before you can actually get to that big love. Yeah. Right? So that's that's the example of like the bigger goal can bring up some other kind of smaller goals that you just, you didn't even realize in the process of you trying to achieve that larger goal. Yeah. And that's the infrastructure, right? Kind of how Mm -hmm. you were saying, like if there's weaknesses in the infrastructure, right? Maybe you have this big goal and then you start breaking it into small goals and realizing, ooh, like we don't have maybe the computer programs to make this happen more or even the, um, the manpower. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're nodding yes is this something I'm like that- this is the biggest issue for us within our organization which is normal for nonprofits is just the people power to get 
everything accomplished that we want to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes with our vision too, friend. I think sometimes we get really ambitious with our vision too, right? Our vision boards. And look, I am a huge um, encourager. Like I want to encourage people to like, hey, whatever your spirit is calling you to put on that board, put it on there. Right. But again, I tell them, wear it like a loose garment, which means don't hang your hat on it. Like you can't be like, they must all happen. Yeah. You know, I get to put my vision board together and I know how much I can handle and how much I can, quote unquote, control in moving me towards my vision. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's a lot of things that probably aren't going to happen. And right. that's okay. But then sometimes things do happen in a magical way, in a way that I couldn't have explained it. Like like the year that I put a house on our vision board. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to put a house on the vision board. And I knew that it was because I just wanted to step into the energy of attracting a house. We didn't even have money saved for a down payment. Like I, I, in my head, I was just like, realistically, this probably isn't going to happen this year. And I was okay with that. But I was like, I just want to put it on the vision board to put it on my radar miraculously, we were able to purchase a house that year. I was just like, whoa, right? (laughs) And so I wonder, Fatima, in your organization, are there things that you just kind of put on the radar and then they happen miraculously? You know what I mean? Yes. I think with our organization in particular, because I worked, you know, I've talked about working for Proyecto in the past and that organization, I mean, I think it's now people know about it more, but when I was there, it was like low profile especially because of, of our name and, you know, it was like not a lot of people knew about it. But Ronald McDonough House Charities, lots of folks know who we mm-hmm. are. And so there are things that come to us that, you know, bequests, like people leave us in their will, you know. Um, there are business partnerships. We just established a business partnership with Born and Raised, and that's been that's been huge for us just – and so those are things that when I originally created my goals for the year, there are certain things that aren't even on my radar that mm. manifest for mm. our organization because of the power of our mission and because of the way that we are able to, you're able to see impact immediately, right? Mm. It happens a lot for us, which I'm so grateful. Yeah. You know? And it's like, how do we take that magic of what it is that we do and then create those opportunities, like not just wait for them, but also create those opportunities. I love that. Not just wait, but also create. And we get to co-create. And I think that it's important for us to spill a little bit of these concepts that we're talking about. Okay. If I could, I wish I could draw two lanes for you goddesses. Okay. I have two lanes for you. The first one is, you know, the corporate lane or the business lane, the organization lane, which is you have your goals or your SMART goals. And we'll, we'll talk about SMART goals, right? And then in your goddess lifestyle lane, you have your vision, your vision board. So we're, we're making those parallel. And I think sometimes we need to spill over a little bit of the structure of the organization into our goddess vision, which means like, okay, what action am I going to take to get me towards my mission? And then we get to spill some of the magic from the goddess life into the organization. Like, okay, we can do our best to have structure and benchmark steps and get the right people and the right systems and processes. But we also get to hand over some of it, a lot of it to the universe and to the magic. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is where we get to like overlap and realize they're not completely siloed. They're not two different 
compartments. These are things that can interweave in our life and the way that we're approaching our success as right. a goddess. Yeah, there's so much that's out of our control. And, you know, for me, for this year, 2023, we've had two staff members who died unexpectedly. Oh. You know, one was, and it was all within a month. Um, one was one of our accountants, and then another one was the one of the main leaders of our camp who is was also, I mean, was with the organization for 35 years and was the heart and soul of our organization in a lot of ways. And so that didn't fit into our strategic plan or our goals for the year. And it, it's completely rocked us. And so, you know, and, and for me, it's been really challenging to still move forward with the business Mm -hmm. and move forward with my goals while at the same time attending to an immense grief that I'm dealing with, but that our organization is also Mm -hmm. managing as well. Mm -hmm. So I think, to your point about being gentle with ourselves, we have to recognize there are a lot of things that we don't imagine are going to happen that come up. And so how do we pivot? And, and I think having that support network, having people around you who can help you then say, you know, these are my goals. What? So, but let me reevaluate and see, okay, given what's going on, like, what is the new priority? Like, it's okay that you had a particular vision and then at any given point, let me reevaluate. Let me redo my vision board because now there's yeah. new data, new information, a new experience, a new reality that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think about there have been times where I've declared something like, oh, I'm going to get certified as this this year. Let's just say I put that on my vision board. Like this year, I'm going to move towards becoming a life coach, which mm-hmm. I am now, but once upon a time, that was on my board. And maybe there's a disruptor that year that I wasn't expecting, like, Maybe somebody in my family gets ill or maybe an unexpected financial thing comes through where it's like, I can't afford to invest in these classes right now. Mm. It's not for me to sit there and be like, oh, but you said SB, you put this on your vision. It's just like, it's still on your radar, but maybe it's time to reevaluate if right now is the time, like you're saying, friend. Right. And I love how, um, because you are really good about holding onto your vision boards and like you keep them. I don't, I don't. Well, now that I have digital versions, I can. But in the past when I had the physical versions, but I remember there were times where you'd come to our girls' night and you'd be like, you know what? This particular thing was on my vision board from like two years ago. And I remembered and it manifested two years later or three years later. And I love that. So because I think with the universe, it's like we have to really trust that it's going to come at the right time. Mm -hmm. And going back to what I mentioned about not forcing things. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I, I've really been witness to that recently with my husband, who Lucio, who's looking for a job right now. And he had an experience with another employer that that I think was really eye opening for him about not forcing things like sometimes on the surface, something can look so great. And we feel and are convinced that this is for us. But we have to trust that if it's not unfolding with ease and grace, that it it's not for us. And we have to trust that whatever is, is unfolding is for us. Oh, friend, I am like, whoo, I feel like I'm going to pivot here for a second. I was recently talking to a client about this, okay? And I shared with her how a lot of people will describe my life as magical and things come easy for me. And yes, Like there's a lot of magic and things unfold. I go, it doesn't mean that I don't work towards them. But you'll rarely hear me say, this was so hard for me to do. 
you'll rarely hear me say that at the achievement of something. And the reason is this. When something becomes so hard where I feel like I'm forcing my agenda, I let it go. Yeah. I go, oh no, like this is not the relationship that I have with my faith and my higher power because the universe has always brought what's for me with ease and grace. It's like a symphony, like I couldn't even control it, right? And because I trust that now, when I see myself swimming up the current, like against the current, and like trying to force my agenda and I feel it right away in my shoulders. Like it's an mm-hmm. indicator, like I feel stressed. I'm like, this is not the way I work with the universe. Like mm-hmm. I want to sit back and pay attention to the cues, right? you know? And so to people it appears like, oh, things happen easily to me. And it's just like, no, really it's just because I've made a conscious decision of not trying to force things. And I'll give a quick example of that. You know, my husband and I, we tried to have children for five years, you know? And in that process, it was difficult, but there came a point where they were like, okay, now you could try IVF. And I remember thinking, I don't think I wanna try that hard. And, and, and I have respect for people who do it, but for me, I personally felt in my life, things have unfolded with ease and grace. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I felt like, if this isn't happening for me, maybe, maybe it's just not for me, yeah. you know? And so I surrendered it at that moment. Right. You know, I was like, maybe the universe has a different plan, some other sort of magic. So I'm going to, does this yeah. make sense what I'm saying here? Friend? Yeah, totally. And I think it's important to be in tune with that because yeah. the universe will teach us really hard lessons about the fact that we don't have control. Goddess, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. As you know, producing a podcast takes a lot of time, effort, and resources. While I love creating content for you to enjoy, We also need your support to keep the show running and improving. By making a small monthly donation, you can directly participate in helping me produce this series. Your contribution will make a significant impact in growing the Goddess community. Please take a moment to click on the link in the show notes titled Listener Support and donate today. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for helping me fix my crown. Yeah. And you know, that really connects us back to what we talked about earlier, which is smart goals. Mm. So I think we should, you know, just focus a little bit of time on on that so that we can give the goddesses that tool of if they choose to, to explore what a smart goal is. So should we break it down a little bit? Is it a smart goal versus a dumb goal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a smart goal. That's a stupid goal. (laughs) Or a brilliant goal. But we'll start with the smart goal. Okay. So what does smart goal mean, friend? So it's an acronym, and so the S starts for specific, the M is measurable, the A is achievable, R is relevant, and T is time-based. Okay. So should we break down each one? Yeah, for sure. And goddesses, while you're listening, it's okay if you don't know it. I'm going to put in the show notes for you. We will put a handout on SMART goals. And SMART goals is actually something that I use sometimes with my clients too, Fatima. So that's why we're saying like SMART goals are very much something that's used in organizations. They can be implemented in your personal life too. Yes. And you don't have to, goddess. We'll, we'll, you know, dilute that a little bit for you as well in your personal life. But if you chose to, this is what it means. So SMART goal, S, S is for specific. I feel like a cheerleader. <laughs> S is for specific, you know? So what does specific mean in terms of a SMART goal? So, you know, you really want to be 
specific in terms of knowing exactly what it is you want to achieve and add like a number to it. So for example, say that you want to improve your overall health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so that means I'm going to drink, you know, I don't know, 64 ounces of water a day. That That's very specific, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to work out, you know, at least 20 minutes, four days a week, mm -hmm. right? So that's something that you can measure. If that's where it rolls into measure, right? right? Like the specific goal is I want to be able to run three miles Mm -hmm. right by the end of spring and then it spills into measurable right right because it's like okay three miles which means i'm going to run 30 minutes three days a week right that's where it starts to become measurable and what's the difference what's like the opposite of that if i just say i want to get healthier this year fatima and right. that's it like i'm not being specific in what area because it could be healthier mentally physically, spiritually, in my diet, in my exercise, in meditation. It's like, okay, no specific, running. Right. And then we're going to measure it three miles by the end of spring, you know? Right. So that's where you start to measure. Exactly. And I think sometimes, especially, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another example of like, um, maybe it's, I want to save $10,000 by mm -hmm. the end of the year. And that can, if you just leave it at that, it can feel overwhelming, right? Yeah. You're just like, well, how do I even get there? So that's where you break it down into that measurable piece of like, I mean, $10,000 is already measurable, but you want to break it down more. So that means, you know, every month I'm going to save X amount. Mm -hmm. Every week it'll be this amount. Every day is this amount, right? Mm -hmm. So you break it down more and more until you get to that larger, larger mm -hmm. amount. And then, so we talked about measurable, achievable, so you want to create goals that are attainable and achievable, right? So um, that you have the capacity to attain it. Right. Because, for instance, let's just say I want to save $10,000 this year. But I've never really been in the habit of saving money. It's like I might want to be a little bit more gentle with myself and right. be like, what if I got in the habit of saving, you know, $1,000 by the end of the year, right? Because right. One of the questions I ask my clients when they commit to action plans is how positive are you that you're going to follow through with this? Like, right. even if it's from here to next week, you know, I'm going to meal prep. Yeah. And I tell them percentage wise, and this is I always use percentage to measure. I go percentage wise, 100 percent being like, I know without a fact, without a doubt. How sure are you that you're going to meal prep? And they'll be like, well, 80 <sighs> percent. And it's just like okay, what's getting in the way of it being achievable? And they're like, well, my children can sometimes their activities get in the way or I might be tired. It's just like, okay, then don't make such a lofty goal that isn't achievable for you because you're going to set yourself up for, for failure, really. Right. And we want to make you feel like a champion. Goddess, you want to know what you're capable of. Right, and you're going to feel deflated, right, yeah. if you set this goal and and especially when when you're about to start something you're so excited oh yeah and you're like i could do all of it i could do it mm -hmm. and then as you start to get into the routine of creating a new habit and working towards your goal you can start to lose steam if you oh yeah right take on too much oh and just in general even if you don't right. take on too much we all dip into the valley of despair it's called the valley of despair Oh. Like when everybody gets to that point where you're just like, eh, I'm not really into this anymore. It's not as shiny as <laughs> when I first committed to it, right? Yeah. So that's very 
realistic. So achievable. It's like how likely is it that we're going to be able to follow through with this goal? And then the R is relevant. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. One? So it's, from what I understand with relevant is like how relevant is it to my big vision? Right. Okay. So I imagine Fatima, like in your organization, how relevant is it for us to spend many hours working on a jacket design for the next walkathon? Yeah. Like that might not be as relevant as meeting with donors. Right. So in your goal, like how relevant is this goal for your life? Like for me personally, being able to bench press 140 pounds, like that's not really relevant in my big vision for life. Like, yes, I want to be healthy and fit, but I'm not somebody who's competing on a professional level, you know? And if somebody has a personal goal of like bench pressing 140, awesome. But you really just get to ask yourself, how relevant is this in my big picture? Right of what my life looks like, what our mission is, what our vision is, how relevant is the small, this smart goal, this specific goal in relationship to the big picture. Right. Does it feel aligned? Yeah. Yeah. And then time-based, you want to give yourself a deadline for reaching the goal. Um, So it creates a sense of urgency. And I think that I know for me, you know, I I need a deadline. And I do that when I'm asking, you know, team members to, accomplish something, especially if it's not like pressing because it's not tied to bringing in revenue. Oftentimes that's how we're motivated in our organization. Um, and it's something that's moving towards a larger goal. I'll still make sure that there's, there's, you know, a deadline and that I follow up with the team to make sure that, Hey, this, this is the deadline, you know, and hold people accountable to it. Right. And when it comes to creating the smart goal and looking at the time aspect of it also are you being realistic with the time right you know again like we said if you decided i want to save ten thousand dollars in one year and you've never really saved money like are you being realistic with one year like maybe ten thousand dollars in two years right might be a better benchmark for you but fatima i'm like you i very much need deadlines um i've experienced this with people who have commissioned me for artwork Uh sometimes they'll be like oh whenever friend like just and i'm like no 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 you need to tell me a specific date because I will let it sit there, yeah. you know? And that's what accountability is about with yeah. like coaching. It's right. like uh, I have a, you know, a client can come to me and say, I want to start working out regularly. Well, we have the time from now until our next session for them to start making way on that for mm-hmm. us to come back to it and cover it at our next session. So that gives them already a timeline like, oh man, I have two weeks to start taking action in this area. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think those accountability partners are so powerful. I mean, I think if you have a coach, that's, that's incredible. I think also looking at your network of friends, family members who are like-minded or have a similar goal that they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, get together with them and you help each other stay accountable. Right. And you share, I think the more you share your goals out loud within a safe space mm-hmm. then and you ask people to help you know yeah. hold you accountable and you do the same for others then i think it just will make it more likely you're going to achieve your goal yeah i have noticed in the past when i didn't want to share a goal it's because i didn't believe i was going to follow through with it so i was like then why am i even trying to put yeah. this out there if I, and 
whether or not you believe you're going to follow through with something mm -hmm. plays a big part in if you're going to follow through. Right. Like if you don't think you're capable, that really messes with your motivation. So that's something to think about. But I do like sharing with the people that I love and trust visions and goals that I have because I know that they're going to ask me next time. They're yeah. going to be, hey, how are things going with that workshop you're developing? How are things going with um, the podcast? And who do you, who are you going to have next? And it's like, okay. And, and it could be scary to say it out loud, yeah. but the people that you love are going to support it and they're going to engage in it, which makes it more real. And I think helps draw the energy towards you of yeah. actually manifesting it. Right. And like for me within, with my work, which is something actually I need to implement with my direct reports. But what I do with the board, every time there's a board meeting, I give an update on how am I doing on progress on my goals. Wow. So I'll have like, there's a column that's like, you know, because everything is measurable. And then I'll, so every other month I'm giving an update on every single area and like, how am I doing in achieving those goals? And then when I have to revisit it and fill it out, I'm like, oh, dang. And you know, I, I have been slacking on this particular yeah. goal. I need to make sure I, I prioritize it. Yeah. So checking in every other month on that for me for work is making a huge difference. And it's something that I'm realizing I need to do with my team members as well. <laughs> that's good. But you yeah. see us talking it out right now has helped you come to that conclusion. And that's yeah. why I think it's important to share with the people that you love and trust because you love and trust all of the world wide web. <laughs> and that's why you're sharing it right now <laughs> but you know okay so that's something that you do in the organization and goddesses that are listening you could apply smart goals to your vision board if you wanted to right and you could do it more loosely you could do it right. very specifically and we will put that worksheet in the show notes or you could do it loosely in that you look at the vision and say on your vision board you have i want to have more dates with my partner it's just like, okay, what does that look like? Okay, our aim is going to be to start having one day every two weeks. Beautiful. And then there, you could leave it there. Like, you yeah. know, it's like, it's a little looser than the smart goal, like specific, measurable, yeah. you know, just you could do it more intuitively. You don't have to be so rigid, but it really does help. Actually, we do it sometimes without even realizing. If we turn dating yeah. with a partner into a smart goal, think about it. You know, timely, it's like, oh, I want us to be able to have dates every uh, every two weeks right so specific dating more measurable once every two weeks achievable how realistic is that do we have sitters you know do we have the money what goes into making it possible right and then it's relevant relevant, relevant. Yeah. how relevant is it to our big goal well if our big goal is to keep our marriage together and thriving then us having dates is very relevant right and then timely goes back to you know, how many dates do we want to have by the end of the year or, you know, right. every month? Right. Going back to that. Right. And I think that we want to, because you were, we we're talking about having like those four categories, right? Mm -hmm. Of like health, you know, personal, financial, mm -hmm. work, whatever your categories are, spirituality. I would say, you know, really be mindful of like maybe it's one smart goal per area so yeah. that you're not overwhelming yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, it's it's taking inventory, you know, every couple of months because like we like we talked about earlier, there's those outside factors that come in that might halt 
your progress on a particular Mm -hmm. goal, but you want to at least be mindful and intentional about if you're not going to move forward with a goal, that there's a reason and you're being really intentional about it. It's not because you've taken your eye off off the, the goal. Right. Yeah. And I think that would be great, Fatima, for our next episode to talk about performance review that you, you know, you do that with your, with your employees in terms of their SMART goals and also the importance of taking inventory of how we're moving in our personal life towards our vision. What do you think? Yeah, I think performance reviews are so critical and it's interesting because I had to do, or I got to do over a dozen of them this year. Yeah. Because I have a lot of direct reports and, uh, one of my direct reports said that she's been with the organization for over five years. And this was the first time she ever received a proper review Mm. and she was so grateful. And I gave her lots of constructive feedback that, you know, can be hard for some people to take, Mm -hmm. but, at the end of it, she was like, I'm so grateful for the holistic approach that you took to giving me feedback because now I know how to get better. And I have, and I not only gave her the feedback, but I also gave her some tools and some ideas of like, like here's how you can work on, here's how you can work on this area of growth, right? Here's some ideas and tools and here's some professional development. But all of that taking stuff you know, inventory and evaluating yourself and like, what are the impediments? What are the things that might be getting in the way? Where What are you doing really good? You know, what are you really good at? All of that. I mean, it's really important to evaluate. So I think that topic's going to be wonderful. Yeah, I'm really excited because first of all, you know, you get to start working towards your goal in order to have performance to review. Yeah. And that's what it comes with, like moving towards your vision. That again, goes back to praying with your hands and with your feet, like moving towards it. And so we're going to give the goddesses the opportunity to consider smart goals in their life, whether they want to do it exactly by the rule of, you know, the, the acronym or if they want to wear it loosely towards their vision, we will put it in the show notes. And we want to ask you, goddesses, we're going to put the question in the podcast. How can you implement the idea of SMART goals in your life? Yeah. So how can you implement the idea of SMART goals in your life? And we'd love to hear what you have to say. So just know that the question will be in the show notes for the podcast and you could actually respond to it. And then at our next episode with Fatima, with the business of being a goddess, We'll be able to talk about performance review and goddess, what it is to take inventory of your life and getting closer towards your vision. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great one. Anything else for anyone to say to the community about SMART goals and getting specific and moving towards your vision? I'm just excited to hear what the goddesses have to say. I mean, I think definitely share in the show notes what SMART goal that, you know, you would like to help us hold you accountable towards and... Um, I think it's something that will be exciting for us to share some of the smart goals that that the goddesses um, choose to share with us. And you know what we'll do, friend, is we will bring up some of those shares in the next episode. So yeah. goddess, if you re- if you respond, we'll give you a shout out. Shout out. Right like here. Art LeBeau, Killer Oldies. Yeah, we'll be like, shout and out. we have Gabby from La Puente <laughs> applying her smart goals to... <laughs> That's my invitation. La, la Shy Girl. Of Art Lebeau. La Shy Girl is excited to come and visit us this weekend. <laughs> I love it. All right, goddesses, be bold enough to dream and brave enough to try. Goddess, want to work one-on-one? As your personal life coach, 
I will support you on this journey of self-discovery and reconnecting to your truest essence. Together, we will chip away the conditioning and programs that have told you that you are anything less than a goddess. Strip away the insecurity, the doubt, the negative self-talk. You were born to thrive. You were born to be relentless in the pursuit of your heart's desires. It's time to shift the lens and see yourself as I see you, a powerful, badass goddess. Learn more at goddess-empowerment.com and set up a free introductory call. Goddess, fall so madly in love with yourself that you stop putting up with less than you deserve.